the article by Roni Tjoeli Tlalim called Tibetan Wind and Wind Illnesses Toward a Multicultural Approach to Health and Illness uses the Tibetan concept of lung or wind or breath as a prism through which she can examine concepts of health, illness, and disease cross-culturally. She begins by noting that philosophically, health receives a lot less attention than disease. And especially in the context of Asian traditions of health and illness, um, we really have seen very little work in the philosophy of medicine on um, these traditions, on this issue from a cross-cultural perspectives. And so this is what she's um, wanting to address in this article. She begins with an analysis of the different syndromes or disease states that are linked with the Tibetan concept of wind or lung, and then talks about how those um, illustrate some ways that um, syndromes or disease states are culturally determined. She also then wants to think about the relationship between illness and health and whether, and to ask whether health is really only the absence of illness or whether health and illness are to be seen as points on a continuum and whether we might address those kinds of questions differently from historical or cross-cultural perspectives. She discusses further um, whether different models of the body can be understood um, newly by taking a multicultural approach to health, illness, and disease, and, the and to look at the importance of how knowledge about the body is acquired and to what extent how we know about the body has an impact on what we know about the body. So she says um, that these kinds of analyses of, especially cross-cultural analyses of the perceptions of the way the body is structured and how it should be functioning, um, these are culturally determined and they're influenced by different religious notions or social or political structures of that particular culture and or time in history. So she chooses to address these questions through this study of lung in Tibetan medicine, which she points out is closely related to Greek traditions, Greek understanding of pneuma or qi in Chinese tradition. And she refers to the work of Kuriyama and his problematic of breath that we uh, studied earlier in the semester, um, who he suggested, if you remember, that these ideas of wind or pneuma or chi reflect and define ideas of the self and also create perceptions of the body. And so they're central to our understanding of what defines illness and health. So she begins with a discussion of the Tibetan notion of lung or wind, which she points out is translated into English as wind or vital energy sometimes, and has a lot of different meanings in the different contexts in which it appears. It also, the term Tibetan term lung also refers to the wind outside, the outer winds or the breeze, as well as generally to air. She summarizes the uh, conception of wind in its context um, 
in Tibetan medicine, according to Tibetan early Tibetan medical texts. And she reviews how wind travels throughout the body through um, in these channels that are um, both presented in Tibetan medical traditions, but also in tantric Tibetan Buddhism. The channels of the three, the body has many channels through which wind and other substances travel, but the three main channels that travel along the center of the spine are the central focus of Buddhist tantric practice, um, where practitioners are aiming to move the winds throughout those channels and gradually learn how to control them and how they move. She summarizes the five types of wind found in uh, Tibetan medicine, the, uh, discussing where they exist in the body and what kinds of roles they play in um, bodily function and emotional or psychological function. And she notes then that in Tibetan medicine, which is sometimes a type of what's called a type of Buddhist medicine or even tantric Buddhist medicine by some scholars, the point of how of preserving health is is ultimately to enable one to progress more effectively along one's spiritual or moral or ethical path. So for this reason, even from the earliest moments in Buddhist history, knowledge of the body and knowledge of how to maintain and restore health of the body, it has a soteriological significance. In other words, it's tied to uh, achieving salvation or to religious progress or spiritual progress. How one learns in um, Buddhist practice to control the winds, the lung, um, throughout the body, then is about maintaining health, but ultimately in these traditions, it's about spiritual liberation. She goes on to talk about different um, base, fundamental aspects of Tibetan medical diagnosis and treatment. And ultimately in this article, she wants us to understand that talking about an understanding of the body as culturally defined it's not only important from a historical point of view or a philosophical point of view, but it also has um, practical ramifications, as she says on page 322. So medical anthropology, for example, is increasingly influential in fields such as mental health. So the objective um, in this article in sort of presenting um, Tibetan medicine in this way is to is is an attempt to widen our scope, widen our understanding beyond um, what we have in the West, a traditional sort of Eurocentric narrative of the history of medicine and our Eurocentric understanding, biomedical understandings of the body, to allow other alternative narratives, which might be cultural narratives or historical narratives, or even the narratives of patients themselves about experiences of health and illness and how these can enhance our understanding of what disease is, what illness is, and ultimately what health itself is.